What's up, good people? All around the world, my name is David V. Lewis. This is the Dripping in Black podcast, a podcast that celebrates, highlights, supports, uplift Black excellence. Today's guest is Kim Stafford. Uh, we're going to talk to her about a variety of things, but hopefully what you'll see is the excellence in our community that's being done. So our goal here is to reclaim the narrative about what it is to be Black in America and what it means to be excellent in America and that we pull both of those things off. So, Kim, can you just say hi to the people? Hello, people. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so let's kind of jump right in. There's a foundation that you are director of. Tell the world what that is. So the name of the foundation is called That Next Level, and um, TNL, we affectionately call it. Um, it was started in 2016 by myself and my husband, Sean Stafford. And we were just trying to think of ways that we could you know, give back to the community and what um, was most important to, to us, um, the way that we could give back. And so one of the things that we talked about is just the cycle of poverty and that you know is prevalent in our community and so we wanted to see ways and and come up with a way that we could you know challenge that cycle and break that cycle and so we thought about um you know we we were coming up with all types of ideas and one of the things that kind of jumped in our head was um this program called junior achievement and it's been around for a hundred years and their their focus is primarily on teaching young people about how to manage their finances. Okay. And also, they have some programs on career development, on entrepreneurship. So we said, you know, why not? Why do we have to recreate, you know, or reinvent the wheel? Why can't we just take some of the aspects from that program and bring those to, directly to the students? So that's one of our major programs. We actually get back to a lot of different programs which I can talk about later but um, yeah so that was kind of the start and so um, in 2016 we we created the foundation and we started working with junior achievement in the high school yeah so I understand that uh, that next level is in schools already what does that look like so what we do is we get volunteers most of the volunteers have been friends and, and some family members and actually some of the people that work for our company, Resco. And we started off at, Coo- I'm, I'm sorry, at um, Cody High School in Detroit, mm-hmm. Detroit Public High School. And um, we had about 10 classes and we taught five career success classes and five personal finance classes. And those went very well we had good support from the teachers and from the principal at that school and we were at Cody for two years and then we um, decided to go into Martin Luther King High School which is right downtown Detroit so we've been there for two years as well and so we're just um, unfortunately due to COVID our our spring semester got cut short but we're looking forward to, to going back to both of those schools probably virtually this year yeah. Now, how do you feel the um, how do you feel is going in terms of the impact that you're having 
specifically with this uh, concept of personal finance? So I think I think it's been tremendous. I mean, you know, we've probably served right now over a thousand students in the Detroit Public School over these past four years. And we've had wide ranges of, of students, you know. Um, I don't know if you've been to Cody, but Cody is in a, in a neighborhood that's, um, you know, it's not doing that well. There's a lot of services that are, you know, um, there for the, for the students, but they didn't have this particular service of, you know, teaching them the basics about saving, about going to school, finishing your education, whatever that might be. Um, and I think that we've at least put in their mind a little seed that hopefully will grow. You know, we can't reach every student, but we try to at least have them thinking, oh, okay, I just earned this money from my summer job. Maybe I should save a portion of it. Yeah. Um, and also, you know, I, I went to college, you know, a lot of my family members have gone to college. But one of the things I started thinking about as I was working with the students is that you don't always have to go to college. Right. What, what, what we say is you, ha- you need to have a skill. Yeah. So whatever that skill may be, you know, you have to grow that and, and nurture that. And so if your skill is being a barber, if your skill is being an electrician or plumbing, um, getting a certificate, or if your skill is being a lawyer, there's so many different avenues to make money. But when you do make money, you just can't spend it all. Right? <laughs> you have to save a portion of that. And so. You know, we just take them through the steps of how are you going to earn your living? How are you going to save that money? How are you going to budget that money? And how are you going to keep that money? Okay. So, wow. um, yeah. So it's, it's been very successful. We've had some, some great students that have come through our program. And one of the things that we do at the end of the program is we have a um, kind of like a, you know, a, a a ceremony. A cert- we give each of the students a certificate. We have a pizza party for them. Okay. Um, my husband, my husband gets up and speaks about his experience being in Detroit Public Schools. So it's it's a great great program. So you focus on personal finance skills. Are there other skills that the students learn as well as personal finance um, with through the uh, through the foundation? Yeah, I, I definitely think so. I think through just the the volunteers that are there, we have volunteers from all walks of life. We have some people that work for us who are property managers or leasing agents we've had, or, you know, we have a couple of engineers, um, human resources. So I think just having that interaction with a professional, um, yeah. and interacting with the students, they are already learning through us, you know, because because we follow the, the format of junior achievement, but we always add a little something extra to it. <laughs> so we try to bring our real world experiences to the students, you know, yeah. um, and give them our background as, um, you know, as a guy, as a guy. Um, mm-hmm. One of our volunteers, I remember one time she talked about her experience in being a student and going to college and how it took her so long to get to the point where she where she currently is, and she's doing very well. But mm-hmm. she went a long path, and she, she she wasted a lot of money. She spent a lot of money. 
but she finally made it. So she's trying to, you know, she's giving them her perspective about not making the same mistakes that she has. So but we talk about all kinds of things. We talk about being a good communicator, about mm-hmm. being creative, being someone that, you know, if you're in a job, um, that you contribute to that job and that yeah. you'll be someone that they want to keep, you know, and that yeah. they want to promote to the next level. So not just being, not just doing your job, but doing it well. Yeah. So we, we, we touch on the personal finance. We touch on some of those things, but we have another um, program that we, that we have for the students is called career success. And so mm-hmm. in that one, we, we talk more specifically about how to get a job, how to keep a job and how to grow and select the type of career that path that you want to go into. Wonderful, wonderful. So they're getting really a well-rounded education in 21st century skills, right? Things that regardless of what kind of profession they decide to go into, those skill sets can be used in that profession, right? Through the uh, foundation, as well as this personal finance focus. So uh, let's talk about the importance of education in the, the personal finance story. How does education serve as a foundation for that? So one of the first, actually our first um, program. So the program is like it's five sessions, five one-hour sessions with the students. And sometimes we go over a little bit just because you know you need to introduce yourself. That might be one session, and then yeah. the, the first session that we have with them really talks about the value of getting your education and how that will affect your your financial status for the rest of your life. So basically they have this chart that I, I just love. And it it shows, you know, if you have if you're a high school dropout, what kind of uh, financial success will you have over the course of 40 years? So we work about 40 years during our lifetime. And it goes from high school dropout, college grad, I mean, high school graduate, two-year degree, four-year degree, master's and professional level degree, like being a you know, doctor or lawyer or CPA. And so I explain all of those levels to the students because sometimes they don't even know, okay, what does a master's degree actually mean? What does a PhD mean? And so I explain all those levels to the students and then we compare that with the average salary that each of those um, education levels will attain. Mm -hmm. So for example, I'm just throwing out some numbers. Let's say you make a million dollars if you are a high school dropout over the course course of 40 years. I throw that number out to the students and they say, well, that's really not that much, you know, over the course of 40 years. Yeah. And all the way up to $5 million for a lawyer over the course of 40 years. So they see what the, the difference is. And then I'll yeah. break it down even more and I'll show them how much um, a, a normal budget will be over the course of 40 years. You know, you're going to yeah. get married, you're going to probably have kids, get married, yeah. you got to pay for your education, you got to pay for food, housing, yeah. transportation, and that million dollar goes number goes away pretty quickly yeah. <laughs> yeah. over the course of 40 years. So, so then I, so that gets them to thinking about, okay, so this education thing, you know, me going to school is really probably a little important, you know? Yeah. So 
some of them, they just like, it blows their mind, you know, when yeah. they look at the numbers and then I start subtracting. So I'll start off with the million dollars and say, okay, you don't want, you don't want to go to college. You don't want to go to, you know, trade school. You want to just work a regular minimum wage job. Let's start deducting, you know, yeah. your, your housing over 40 years, your food over 40 years, your transportation. And then when they see that they're in the hole, and they yeah. haven't even been able to travel or buy any clothes, right. <laughs> then they are, their mind is, is really open. Yeah, well, that sounds really like a great program. Sounds a lot like uh, all of our kids need to have that experience through this program. All kids need to have, have some kind of experience with, right? Because all kids can really benefit from this type of education, the eye-opening factors that uh, you just spoke of oh yes I mean not just kids I think the adults really need it because if adults knew it then they'd be teaching the kids right I mean this is stuff that you know you know I just I always give the kids an example that my father you know my parents they they both taught me the importance of saving so that was great you know that was a good thing but I, I do remember like my first um year up at Michigan State that's where I went to college they, you know, they were giving away free credit cards, you know, it was just like, okay, get a t-shirt, get a credit card at the same time. And mm -hmm. I tell the students all the time that that credit card cost me about $10,000 because yeah. I wanted a jogging suit. I wanted a Fila jogging suit to go to Britney. <laughs> <laughs> and that jogging suit was the first thing that I put on my credit card. It was, let's say, $200. And I, but my, one thing my father did always tell me was pay the minimum balance. If, if you don't do anything else, pay the minimum. Yeah. And that probably was, it was, it was good advice, but it was, probably wasn't the best advice because not only the minimum, but you need to pay a little bit more than the minimum to, to counteract the interest. Right. So I just kept doing that, but I always paid it. So my credit was good. You know, I had a good credit history, <laughs> but I just, um, you know, I, I just ended up being like about $10,000 by the time I was, you know, in my early 30s. And so finally I paid it yeah. off. <laughs> yeah. So I think a question that I have is when you think about where you are now, what is something like a platform like this, if you could add to what you're doing with regards to schools, what was something that you would like to be able to do to take? The, the foundation to another level? Um, well, you know, I, I'm thinking that we want to expand to more schools, number one, because we want to get this information out to as many young people as possible. And, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of other avenues that we're, we are working on um, that we give to. We give to Midnight Golf, which is a program um, in uh, Detroit that exposes uh, students, teenagers to golf, um, and yeah. in turn, they're you know interacting with mentors and learning about college programs and colleges. So we give to that program. We also give to um, a program called Basics International, which is yeah. um, a program that's in Ghana, in Africa, and they actually we actually send children to school in Ghana um, that would wow. not otherwise be able to go to school. And it's a very um, impoverished area 
in this uh, region called Chokor, the fishing village. And so we got exposed to that through a trip that we, when we went over to, to Ghana. And so that's something that became near and dear to our heart. And then also through my church, which is uh, Plymouth United Church of Christ in Detroit, yeah. we get to a summer camp that um, is put on every year for children who live in the low income housing in our area. And so they just try to expose them to something outside of the city. So they take them to a camp every year and they give computers to the kids in the neighborhood. So, so we donate to that, the United Negro College Fund. So all of these avenues, because we feel like education is the key, right? Education yeah. is the key to, to pretty much everything, you know? And we yeah. see the disparity in our community and the type of education that our children are getting. And so we want to make sure that they are, you know, number one, getting a good education. Number two, that this economic empowerment piece is, is crucial because if you don't have the money, you don't have the power. So, yeah. So I think, you know, there's a, a number, but, but what we try to do is we try to look at, we see a foundation, another foundation that's doing good work, then a lot of times we'll provide funds for. Um, that foundation, if it fits within our goals of empowering people economically. And so, you know, mm -hmm. you'll see a lot of them have to do with education. And so, mm -hmm. um, yeah. Okay. So is it safe to say that the primary focus of uh, the foundation is to increase the uh, economic viability of African-Americans because you started off talking about the cycle of poverty. Would you say that's the focus of your foundation is to, to attack it through that lens and, you know, building education in terms of skills, 21st century skills we talked about and personal finance to kind of get them to that place where they're economically viable? Oh, most definitely. Um, we want to teach economic empowerment through, you know, through the skill development process, you know, how, what type of skills do you have? What, where, where is, um, uh, where, where are your assets? How can you use those assets to create wealth? And how can you give that wealth back to your community, back to your family? Because once you break that first cycle, that first generation, yeah. then the world is open. You know, if you're the, yeah. if you're the one in your family to progress, and go to school and go to college and save money and build wealth and buy a house and then pass that on to your next generation, then chances are that that next generation is going to continue. And that's, that's what we've yeah. been missing in the black community to no fault of our own, you know, from our history. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. now it's time to say, okay, what do we need to do? Because, you know, white families and black families, the disparity in economic, you know, uh, growth and prosperity and, and wealth is just it's too much. It's too great. And so, mm -hmm. you know, we are starting at a grassroots level of trying to empower people and, and give them the skills that they need. At least put the, like I said, at least put the thought process in their head that, yeah. you know, you can, you can reach the goals that you want, but, you know, we do have to be disciplined as well. Okay, so this has been a great talk. Uh, I could probably talk to you for another hour or so about your foundation, but I want to 
uh, give you an opportunity. If I was a school uh, building leader or a district leader, um, how would I reach out to you to get your program into our, our buildings? What, what, what's the process to kind of get you into schools? Oh, okay. Well, basically, you can contact me <laughs> um, okay. and or email me, and um, I, you know, would be definitely uh, glad to to look at and see how how many volunteers we have, and if we're able to. Like I said, right now during COVID, the JA program, the Junior Achievement program, is a little bit different, and so mm. this will be our first time doing things virtually. And I know that. Um, yeah. I've been in contact with Junior Achievement and they um, actually are moving the personal finance class that we teach to virtual. So that is definitely okay. going to be virtual for this year. And um, the career success on that, they're, they're working on, on making that virtual. Okay. So I know that we will be offering that. And, um, and then they can visit our website, which is tnlfoundation.org and contact me through that that way as well but um yeah we we're open to to and, and i've done a lot of different things that aren't necessarily through the school um we put on workshops for small groups um just talking about personal finance we did something for um a group that was at the boys and girls club in detroit and uh, myself and another friend of mine who I who I volunteered to come with, to come and help me. <laughs> uh, we put together a a personal finance, like an interactive personal finance program, just a one day program for students okay. that were in middle school. So, so you know, we we've done quite a, a few different types of things, and we're you know we're open to to, to doing um, to coming to being creative. And coming up with new ideas. So. Okay, great. So I'm going to ask that you give the website one more time. Okay. But I, I noticed that it's not just through the schools that people can contact you. They can really just contact you through the website, and you all can begin a discussion and see how your organization can come and help them out with regards to economic empowerment. Right. Oh, definitely. So it's tnlfoundation.org. All right. Well, thank you, uh, Miss Kim Stafford. It was great having you on. We look to maybe reaching out to you again in the future and having you back on to the Dripping in Black podcast. But thank you for coming out. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Anchor is the easiest way to create a podcast. Not only is it free, it has all the tools one needs to record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. Additionally, Anchor distributes your podcast to all major platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many others. Anchor is an amazing one-stop shop for podcasting. Download your Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Our thanks again to Kim Stafford for joining us here on the Dripping in Black podcast and uh, helping us with a very important conversation 
for the black community dealing with financial literacy and economic empowerment. This is a challenge we've been facing throughout the course of our history. So great conversation, but we have reached the time in our episode that we call The Last Drip. In The Last Drip, what we do is highlight some more black excellence, the last drip of black excellence for that particular episode. Usually we tie it in with history. So with this episode, we're going to talk about one Thomas Burrell, who is an award-winning Hall of Famer in American marketing and advertising. Born in Chicago in 1939, by the age of 32, he had founded Burrell McBain Advertising in 1971. This uh, eventually becomes known as Burrell Communications Group, and it becomes the nation's largest African-American-owned marketing firm. Over the next decade, Burrell Communications Group grew into one of the most successful marketing and advertising firms in the world. And even though Burrell himself uh, retired in 2004, it still exists today. And so you may be asking yourself, well, what does his accomplishments have to do with economic empowerment? Well, he also, during his uh, role in his, in his, com- in his company, uh, employed quite a few African-Americans. But to me, in my humble opinion, uh, the greatest work of Thomas Burrell is through this book that he wrote called Brainwash, Challenging the Myth of Black Inferiority. All right. It is through this work that Burrell details what he calls one of the greatest propaganda campaigns of all time, the Black Inferiority Campaign. Uh, in this book, Burrell thoroughly outlines this campaign through his lens as an expert in the marketing and advertising field. He articulates the link between our history as an enslaved and oppressed people to today's challenges of social injustice. In chapter seven of the book, He pinpoints some core dynamics that prevent blacks from attaining the elusive goal of economic empowerment as a collective in the United States. I encourage everyone to pick up Tom Burrell's book, Brainwashed, and learn more about the systemic obstacles blacks are facing as we strive to improve our financial literacy and to attain economic empowerment. My thanks to Interactive dot wttv.com for the knowledge as well as uh, Burrell's very own book all right so we'll leave it there again as always I encourage you get up on your history don't leave it to the school system to teach you about your own history there's a plethora of people out there doing great things uh, to represent black excellence but we'll have to leave it there and until next time be good be good, be good. It is your choice.